Welcome back to another episode of the Adventure Life Science Innovation Podcast. My name is Tu, and this is my co-host Jeff. Hi, everyone. It is my honor and pleasure to present today's guest, Dr. Ali Safi. Dr. Ali Safi is currently the director of Neural ICU and Neurocritical Care, associate professor of neurosurgery at UT Health San Antonio. He's also the inventor and chief medical officer of Hickaway. A fourth inspiratory suction and swallow tool to instantly stop hiccups for all ages. The Hickaway straw is drug-free and affordable. His invention has caught the attention of local and national news. He'll be talking to us about the device and how he commercialized it. Welcome, Dr. Safi. Hi, everybody, and hi, Tu and Jeff. Thanks for inviting me today. Thanks for being here with us.、Um, first, before we start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm a, a physician, a neurointensivist, and the, it means that everybody asks me what's neuro, neurointensivist. So, by training, I did residencies in、uh, internal medicine and anesthesiology, and then neurocritical care as a fellowship for two years after the residency. So, usually, I see the patients that they sick as far as their brain or spine to the point that they are. Uh, required to be in the ICUs on the ventilators, and it's、uh, like a, a usual cases of these are usually either head trauma, stroke patients, bleeding into the brain, and brain aneurysm. How long have you been with UT Health? About ten years. I have been here as a faculty. Can you give us a quick overview of Hickaway and how you came up with the idea? Sure. Hickaway actually is a tool that simply the people that they have hiccups, they can use it to stop their hiccups.、Um, you know, I was thinking for some time、uh, that we have for any kind of、uh, medical condition, even like for cancers, if you consider, we have some type of treatments, but not for such a simple thing as hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> And One time, I was googling, and I found when you search in the website in in the internet, you can see the the third most common search term in healthcare is how to stop hiccups,、mm-hmm. and this is after the number one is how to lower the blood pressure, and number two about keto diet. So you see, like hiccups is around all the world is.、Uh, The third most common, actually, question in the mind of the people.、Mm-hmm. But is there anything to stop the hiccups? Anything special or specific for hiccups? No. Then one day, a few years ago, I was seeing a patient that they had head injury in the ICU at the University of Texas,、mm-hmm. and the patient had hiccups to the point that the hiccup of the patient was bothering him more than his brain surgery. Oh、my God. So I entered the room, and the nurse told me, "Like this patient is suffering from hiccups, and we don't know what to do." And I saw like tens of glass of water on his table in the in the ICU room, and they were asking him to back to back drinking all his waters. And this poor patient was so、uh, exhausted, tired, and desperate, and he was still had hiccups.、Mm-hmm. And he turned to me and said, "Oh."、Uh, How can I stop the hiccup? These hiccups are kind of bothering me, and I'm very frustrated. So that was actually a trigger that day.、Mm-hmm. I told myself, really, I have to make something. 
how come like this is the one of the most common issues and we don't have anything and that was the time that i started to make something the drinking water i think that's one of the existing remedies for hiccups i, I know that there are a few but none of them actually ever worked on me i know people who claim that some of those work on them um do you know the statistics of you know how people recover from hiccups sometimes it go away naturally right so um there is not enough data uh, on hiccups per se and this is actually uh, kind of questionable uh mm -hmm. the reason is that most of the hiccups as you mentioned they come and they spontaneously resolve by themselves mm -hmm. um so hiccups can be if in general broad you want to divide them they can be transient which is most of the hiccups uh, they come and they stay for let's say less than two hours and uh, eventually they go away by the, itself mm -hmm. and there are some also chronic hiccups which it goes for uh, more and further time there are several remedies and as we mentioned most of these remedies are either drinking water or hold your breath or uh, you know breathing in a paper bag to increase the co2 or ask somebody to scare you, all these things. But there is no enough data and there is no enough evidence that which of these home remedies works, mm -hmm. how often they work, and there is not enough statistics on which one works better than the other. Okay. Uh, but we did a research study that uh, I can discuss uh, in the next questions that uh, this study actually brought some more uh, statistical data on the hiccups and on the remedies. So how exactly is the hiccup starting and what is going on during when a person has like an attack? Hiccup still is one of the mysterious reflex in the body, but we think this is a reflex that has been in uh, all the mammals since hundreds of thousands of years ago. And it started from the time that all the animals, they used to be underwater, and then they were coming outside of the sea to, to gradually come on the land and then going back to the water. And because of between this back and forth, this mechanism actually came to the point that uh, when they were trying to breathe, uh, when going underwater and out of water, this, this hiccup was preventing from the water go enter their lungs. So at that time, it was something useful. Still, you know, amphibians, they have that. But when they go underwater, they come outside like frog. They breathe, mm -hmm. they go underwater. This avoids, this reflex avoids from the water going into their lung. Uh, but gradually, because the humans, they didn't need this, it started to get fade off. However, some people, they have it more than the others. And some people, they have less. Mm -hmm. uh, how the hiccups start now at what we know so far is that usually uh, something triggers the diaphragm and diaphragm actually is a sheet of muscle between our chest and our abdomen which is it's helping us to breathe so when it pulls down the air comes from outside into our lung and when it pulls up it actually the air goes outside of the lung and empties the lung so if somebody triggers this sheet of muscle, which usually is being triggered by a spice, like a spicy food, like pepper, mm -hmm. or uh, uh, alcoholic beverage, or carbonated soda, uh, or something like this. So physically, it triggers the muscle, 
of the diaphragm and the diaphragm go to a very sudden twitch. So that spasmic twitch send the message to the brain through a nerve we call it phrenic nerve. So when the message go to the brain, the brain center of the phrenic nerve is close to a center for another nerve, which we call it vagus nerve, which that somehow they send the message to the vagus nerve goes to our throat okay. and that causes closure of uh, the glottis and epiglottis. And that's the time that we hear that uh, sound, famous sound of hiccup, which is mm-hmm. pink. And that's because of sudden closure of our vocal cords and glottis. So again, um, something triggers the diaphragm muscle, such as uh, spicy food, a message okay. goes to the brain, then from brain, a message goes to our glottis, and that message causes closure of our vocal cord, and you hear that voice of the uh, hick. Can you actually explain a little more about the mechanism of how the straw resolve that um, process that you just talked about? Sure. So I was thinking since we, we found this uh, vicious cycle of uh, hiccups, which, as I said, goes from the diaphragm to the brain, from brain to um, glottis, and so on, back and forth. I was thinking if somehow I keep these two muscles and nerves busy with something else, I hypothesize that probably the brain uh, get distracted and forgets about keep this doing this vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So then I came, uh, read about all the home remedies, and I found all of the home remedies, they work on either of these two muscles uh, or these two nerves. But none of these home remedies, they work on unison of both of these muscles and nerves at the same time with enough strength. And pretty much I, I think this is why most of home remedies is hit and miss. They may work sometimes, they may don't work because they, they don't reach to the enough pressure that we need to stop that vicious cycle. So mm-hmm. I, I started to think, how can I activate this uh, muscle of diaphragm and epiglottis at the same time? And I was thinking if I can make a device that it needs forceful suction for drink, because forceful suction needs your diaphragm to strongly pull down and get contracted. It's like when you want to, for example, drink a milkshake from cup, you see how much you have to generate more suction and more vacuum to bring the milkshake from the cup to your mouth as mm-hmm. compared to regular water, right? You yeah. see that forceful suction actively uh, activates the, the, the diaphragm muscle because you need lots of vacuum. Then at the same time, when you do that, when the water comes to your mouth, uh, you and intentionally, because you don't want to get choked, the, the brain orders to the throat to close the valve of uh, epiglottis to let the water not to go to the lung. So these two things at the same time is a forceful suction and also an intentional swallowing activates these two muscles and nerves for like, let's say, three to five seconds because you have to suction forcefully and immediately swallow that then the brain get distracted from that vicious cycle and for most of the cases that we had more than 90 percent the hiccup stops instantly so um it wouldn't work with just any regular straw right 
For regular straw, it doesn't work because the, the straw that we made is we calculated the dimension, the length, and the diameter of the straw, and we put a valve in the straw. So roughly, this straw, you need about negative 100 centimeter of water of pressure to be able to drink through it, So, which is pretty much a forceful suction. Okay. As compared to regular daily straws that you drink water and soda with it, which is about it, that those one need probably about negative twenty centimeter pressure. So it's five times uh, more effort compared to a regular straw. And is it actually inspired by the McDonald's straw? So uh, yeah. So interesting is that um, you know it came to my mind that I I need a tool. To, to be able to generate that much of pressure. Then I started to make some prototype. But one day my son was actually the drinking milkshake through one of these McFlurry spoon and uh, milkshake from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And then when I was watching my son, I saw like he's forcefully suctioned through that McFlurry straw, which is like a spoon also, to, to be able to take those particles of uh, milkshake into his mouth. And then I said, well, like some, something that I was looking to make similar to that already, it exists. Uh, so then I started to suction through that uh, McFlurry spoon and the milkshake. And then that was, I can say that was the maybe grandfather of the current uh, hickaway that we have. Um, so this product is, uh, it's reusable, right? You can yes. Yeah, you just need one for pretty much, I would say, for long term, you can use it. And I see that's available on Amazon and Walmart now? Yes. So it's in the market for less than a year. And we have it in Amazon and we have it on uh, Walmart and also at Hickaway.com. And one of the large uh, retail stores of Texas are going to have it on shelves. So about a month from now. Oh, wow. Uh, And before you came up with this idea... Have you ever considered or were you ever interested in this bio-entrepreneurship? Yeah, actually, you know, I have a couple of uh, patents and uh, I would say uh, this Hickaway was not the first patent I had. So I, I, I like kind of making devices and medical devices and um, uh, this was also one of those things that I made. I yeah, so I already like to make, even when I was a kid, uh, I used to make the, the things with, you know, the, the thing that kind of needs something. The other products uh, that you have patents on, did you commercialize that those products? Uh, actually, not yet. So the other products, actually, the patents are issued and it's, it's through the, again, University of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are available for licensing. For one of them, we already had some meetings with, uh, you know, uh, manufacturers, but it's keep going. But the one that already being licensed and produced is Hickaway. Um, so what was the commercialization process like for the Hickaway straw? Honestly, it's difficult. And when I, I didn't know when I started to patent this, so it, it's good to know maybe for all of the young entrepreneurs that... Um, I was thinking when I go and patent something and something, I name it cool and it works, like all the manufacturers come beg you to get it from you, but that's not the story. And this is not <laughs> only for Hickaway and it's not for anything. So it's, it's good to know, actually. And I didn't know that. Like 
when you patent something, when you invent something, then you have to somehow go uh, bring the trust from the manufacturers and the companies that this is something really good because you know you make you may invent something and you think it's good and it may be also really good. But the other people, they don't know it's good. They don't know like you're right. So you have to prove that. Yeah. So and and you know uh, to to do that proof and to show them it really works. It's it's hard work. So they you know the entrepreneur they should have patience. They should have the strategy. They should know what to do. Even they need to invest their own money to to bring the trust of those uh, you know investors that this really good. And uh, I would say by uh, investing your time, your money, and your projects, actually, you can uh, attract the trust of the investors. And this is what I did to, to attract them. Uh, and do you go through our tech office? So uh, for University of Texas, the way it works that, you know, when, when you patent something, uh, they usually gonna post it as this is a technology available for licensing. Uh, sometimes they also email to potential you know large companies that they usually looking for something novel. Then at that time, you know the companies they can contact you back and ask you questions. Uh, for my scenario, it was uh, not that way. I started to approach the companies that I was thinking they may be interested in this technology. And then the one that uh, showed some interest, I started to discuss with them and further and further. And I had to also invest my own money mm -hmm. to attract and, you know, reassure them that, okay, I'm putting my own money and uh, reassure them you're not, gonna you're not losing your money. Right. Because when the investors see you put, for example, as a, a large amount of money, they say, okay, so... Uh, Worst scenario is that if we lose, he also loses the same amount of money, right. and that was that was the way actually my investor in particular he accepted. And then the good thing was that uh, because of my uh, scientific background, I started to do like a clinical study, which uh, we run it on about like six hundred patients, not patients, six hundred hiccupers or six hundred mm -hmm. subjects with hiccups. And at that point was, you know, the result of that study was the turnover and, and showing uh, lots of attention through the media and uh, the, the scientists. How did you recruit the subjects for the study? Very good question. And I think it's good to know for most of the new and the young entrepreneurs, uh, when you have an idea and you want to make it after you found that uh, potential investor or the person that's going to license it. We started to announce this on a Kickstarter campaign. So mm -hmm. we said, okay, so we designed it. We, we had the several prototypes. We used it on you know, our uh, friends and family, and we were sure that this, it works. Then we posted on Kickstarter that guys, and the Kickstarters go all over the world. The people that they're interested, usually they go to Kickstarter website and they look into the cool inventions that they're coming in the future. All the people, they can go and there are like hundreds of these daily inventions coming over there. So I put it over there that I have a, such a potential device that can instantly stop hiccups. If you guys interested, if you have hiccups, if you are dealing with hiccups and none of the home remedies help you, this is something if you're interested, you can pre-purchase it, then we're going to make it and send it to you. 
So at that time, we've been able to uh, collect about $60,000. $60,000 collected and then we, we made the hickaway. We sent it to the, those people. And, um, and then after they use it for about four months, we send them like a questionnaire uh, and ask them, okay, now you have used it for the past four months. Uh, how do you see this work and how is the effectiveness of this, this uh, device as compared to home remedies? Uh, so we had like about 600 uh, subjects at that time. And from 600 subjects, about like 250 replied mm-hmm. that they have used it during the past four months. And then we analyzed those information. So did you have to go through an FDA clearance process? So at the early stages, actually, we contacted the FDA and, uh, and officially we were told this can be considered as not a medical device because okay. you are not, uh, this is like something like toothbrush. Okay. However, right now, actually, we are in the process of also getting FDA because this is the low tier class um, and uh, the documents have been submitted. So it's pending. To be classified is that a class one yes we we think and the officers also told us uh, very high likely this would be classified as class one would it be a, a 510k or no no okay so since you you formed the company um, soon after you got the data and the prototype working how did you find members for your company like from choosing the manufacturer to choosing who's doing the behind the scenes to create a product and have it shipped out to the customers. Right. So, uh, you know, right now it's two of us, which is the, the person which is uh, doing all of these legworks and he's the investor. So this gentleman, which is uh, Mr. Victor Felberg, so he's in Colorado. So he already had infrastructure to to manufacture different things. Mm-hmm. So I found this person, and this person's uh, job is to go, you know, get the new ideas, test it. If it works, then he has connection with, you know, he has infrastructure over there. He has connection with uh, molding. He has infrastructure with, you know, business advertise, marketing, and uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, but we every day pretty much we close contact to each other and uh, we coach each other how to proceed. But I would say uh, he's doing most of those uh, uh, marketing, sales, uh, you know, even even it's good to know. Like I, I didn't know that even you want to sell something on Amazon, it's not that easy. Like you just send to Amazon. Yeah, you need lots of paperwork. Like for example, right now we we have this in Amazon in a couple of European countries, mm-hmm. uh, like in UK, Spain, France, in Australia. Each of these countries, they need their own paperwork. They need their custom, uh, which uh, Victor is helping me with with those things. But these things are not easy and they are time consuming. Yeah, I think a lot of the times it's hard to think about all the, the basic steps are creating a product and then selling it. But there's also a lot of paperwork that it's actually involved and not only that, so uh, I would say after we published the JAMA article, which was in June, like uh, two months ago, okay. less than two months ago, uh, four or five days after that, the copycat uh, fake hickaways came on Amazon. And right now, if you go search in Amazon, 
there is a manufacturer in China that made a fake away, and it's not only one, it's more than 50 accounts on Amazon are selling different colors of Hikaway, different uh, types of Hikaway, uh, which is, that, that's another headache, you know, to go fight with those uh, fake companies, uh-huh. uh, not only because of the financial, because, you know, actually I purchased some of those fake ones, uh, they are uh, not working. Uh-huh. So it's very... Uh, you know, they're not engineered as I did. It's, first of all, it's like from very cheap plastic. Mm-hmm. The valve, the pressure valve that we made is, is very sensitive to, to create that number of pressure that I mentioned. So this fake one, they don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so the thing is that I'm afraid like some people, they may go buy the fake ones and they see it doesn't work and it's going to cause bad reputation for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, again, lots of things. But again, I'm handling those part too. You know, uh, the University of Texas helping me uh, offers a patent to uh, warn and inform those companies. And there are some other uh, ways by lawyers that I'm taking action to, mm-hmm. to you know, uh, take down those uh, companies. And it's interesting, even those fake products, they sell it on Amazon. Like Amazon is a legit website, but Amazon also sells those uh, fake items. Yeah. Uh, these days, Amazon has been flooded with a lot of counterfeit items. And even we contact Amazon is always like answering. It's not even answering machine. It's like an auto-generated email. And like, it's hard to find somebody to explain what's happening. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting. Even uh, one of these Chinese, later on, you can go uh, go to Amazon and search for Hikaway. Uh, some of them, they name it now as Hiccup Straw, uh-huh. uh, just not to replicate because we complain they're exactly using our trademark. Okay. Because we have trademarks and, and patent um, and, and, and on all of the, even on the name mm-hmm. and the shape and the color and everything. Um but even one of those fake ones advertising this is electrical device that stops hiccups. And I'm asking Amazon, believe me, I'm the inventor. This is not electrical device. <laughs> but even if you go right now, like today's session, you still say that say this is like electrical device that stops hiccups. Wow. Being said, even I'm asking Amazon, just take this down. This is like a false claim, but uh, it's hard to, to do. But again, this this is apparently the all the businesses, the same thing, like you need to know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets frustrating, but I think it's just, it comes with a package. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you mentioned that you invented this. So do you have any engineering background? Uh, no, but when I actually, when I was, uh, before I go to medical school, um, I was... Uh, very good in mathematics and physics and and still you know when i go to the hospital like uh, the medical device that they're not working or broken or the monitors and things like that are curious to go you know uh, let's see play with it if i can fix it or uh, <laughs> so yeah i'm kind of curious <laughs> about the, the mechanical parts and engineering parts of the medical tools so it's mostly self-taught I think so. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you balance this uh, running the company and then being a physician? So the way I balance it, uh, most of the business parts go by my uh, partner in the Hickaway, which he's doing the business side, and uh, most of the scientific parts goes by myself. 
and uh, it's a good balance between both of us because every day we touch base and we ask questions related to each side. Does it take a lot of time away from the clinic? Not really, because uh, the mo- most of the time that this mm-hmm. project required was before I patented the device, like for that a year or two. But then when I made it, um, right now mostly is the business part of it. Uh, the, the part that I'm focusing now is just doing a clinical trial, for example, doing a case control study to, to have some fake or sham device compared to the real Hikaway to see if this is like uh, uh, the Hikaway works really by the physics of that pressure or is it like psychological effect, which because for that I need like a... A fake Hikaway or a sham device, which we are like, I'm designing that study. And actually we are doing this with a university in Switzerland and Japan. So we're going to be centered. Can you use one of those Chinese ones as a fake <laughs> <laughs> That will be a good idea. I did yeah. think about that, but I don't want to give them credit for that because I, I spent several years yeah. to come with this. So are you currently seeking fundings to perform these studies? Uh, no, actually, the, the fundings are through, you know, the, the Hikaway mm-hmm. by itself. And um, we're not taking any funding for ourselves. So it's pretty much self-funded project. And you're not planning on expanding this or uh, seeking more fundings? Uh, not at the moment. So that means the revenue is pretty good? <laughs> The revenue goes to uh, paying back the marketing. Uh, at most, I would say most of the cost right now, because it's something new, is okay. marketing and advertising. Okay. Uh, the people that volunteer to be in clinical trial, though, these are the people already purchased the Hikaway, uh, and they have it. Okay. Uh, the only thing I need to do as far as the funding is to make a fake Hikaway and give fake Hikaway to another uh, arm of the study. Okay, right. So would, would those participants know that they have a fake one or no? So uh, this is the very difficult part of the study because if, if they are smart and they already know uh, what a real Hikaway look like, uh, they may understand. But we're trying to... Uh, change the valve to the way that uh, they can see a valve, but it's a non-functional mm-hmm. valve. Mm-hmm. So, but again, for hiccup, it's very hard to design a double-blind study. It's 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 kind of difficult, really. Like, and the other part is that you know hiccups are very random. Um, you you cannot make sure like the patient right yeah. now hiccups. <laughs> I mean, they may not have hiccup for months. So that that's also my challenge. I mean, that's nice that a study to check for the placebo effect of the device. Yeah, yeah, but it will be nice because you know there are still some people thinking, okay, uh, how do you know this really works because of the pressure valve? Mm-hmm. Could it be like some placebo or psychological effect? And to answer that question, the only way is to have uh, a non-functional Hikaway device compared to this. I think I can uh, guess what your answer would be for this one, but I would like to ask if you would encourage students and your colleagues to venture into the innovation space. Uh, Of course. And actually, you know, I'm teaching medical students and residents and fellows, and every day I ask them, okay, 
Do you have something in your mind? Do you think, have you thought about even several years mm -hmm. ago that you wish you had such and such a device in your mind even? And if they say, yes, usually I sit with them, I coach them how to draw it first, how to make a 3D printer, how to test it, how to, you know, make it happen, go to the market. And I already had like a few uh, students that they had something, they came to me, I helped them, they patented. Actually, one of them is already in the market. There's another one, they keep coming and we drawing. And yeah, of course, that's my actually hobby. And I like that to help them. I think my my goal is if any family household has one of these, you know, at your medicine cabinet, as you have, for example, you have a Q-tip or you have Band-Aid. Mm -hmm. I mean, you may don't use your Band-Aid every week. It may, it may happen you use it uh, once a year or a month, but you have it, right? right? Yeah. And it's not expensive. It's like for now, I think it's they are selling that for about uh, $15 each, or if you buy two, it's $11. Okay. Okay. And you buy $11, you have something forever, and you can just rinse clean with water and reuse it even you know the friends and partners they can wash it and use it again uh it's it's easily washable actually the, the valve opens and you can easily wash it okay that sounds good yeah I, I think that's all the questions we had for today okay very good if you have no more questions we'll let you go all right. all right thank you so much again for coming thank you yeah. have a good rest of the day Thank you for listening to this episode. This was Dr. Safi, the inventor of the Hickaway straw that has been getting a lot of attention from local and national news. We can certainly see how the Hickaway straw will become a staple item as part of your at-home first aid kit, just like Band-Aids.